Welcome everyone to the Wafir Torah, Daf Yomi Shur. Today's Shur is Daf Yud Aleph. We will begin on Yud Aleph and Aleph. Two lines on the top of the page. Lishna Achrina. Gemara is saying another version of the Machloket that we had before. Lishna Achrina, Amila. Some say, Amar Rabbi Huda Amar Shmuel, Mutal Lishon B'Kilot Chatanim B'Sukah. It's mutar to sleep in a canopy bed of a of a groom on sukkah in the sukkah. The fisha in la gag because the canopy bed does not have a gag of a tefach, does not have a roof of a tefach. The, the, it goes to a point that's less than a tefach, and therefore it's okay. Despite the fact that the, the height of the sheet over the bed is May TV, they ask the question, says, If a person sleeps in the kila and sukkah, and that is a brighter, which uh, theoretically cannot be argued with. No, the brighter, the brighter is talking about when there is a tefach, and since there's a tefach, it's asur. Tashma, we have another brighter. Nikletin Shnaim. Nikletin is a two poster bed, which means it's more like a teepee. Kinofot hin arba, it's more like a roof. And, and when you have four, it's automatically it's automatically a bed. No, no one's here. Okay. Pires al Gabe Kinofit. If you spread a sheet over a four poster bed, Pisula, of course it's Pasulta Sidin because it has a full roof. I'll grab a nicotine, but if you spread it over a nicotine, if you spread it over a two-poster bed, TP bed, kishira, or vachu nicotine givominaza, shaloye nicotine givominaza mitasa tvachim. That's only provided that it's less than 10 tvachim tall. Ha! So that, that's the end of the brighter. So this brighter seems to be a big problem on Shmuel because it's giving a restriction that it's only kosher in the teepee bed if it's less than 10 tzvachim tall. Shmuel had ha The Gemara figures out that, that if it was taller than 10 tzvachim off the bed, even though it doesn't have a, tefah, a gag of a tefah. So how could Shmuel have said? How could Shmuel have said that it's good even if it's 10 tzvachim tall? We see that it's not. Says the Gemara, no. Shani nikletin dikvi. Uh, Shmuel had said his law in the case of Nikletin. Nikletin, I'm sorry, Shmuel said his law in the case of Kilat Chatanim. Chatanim was a temporary thing that you put for a groom. It's not there forever. Nikletin are bedposts which are actually stuck into the bed. And being that they're stuck into the bed, they're more kavua. And being that they're more kavua, more permanent, therefore you have a restriction that it can't be tent fucking tall. Whereas Shmuel is really right that in the case of the Kilat Chatanim, it's okay. If it's stuck in, let it be like a kinofet. And if it's a kinofet, it's no good no matter what. No. So Gemara says that uh, it's not as kvi'i as kinofet, as the four poster bed, but it's more kvi'i than the kilat chatanim. So it's somewhere in between. And therefore, so. To, to, to summarize what we have, if you have a kinofit, a four-poster bed, it's no good no matter what. Okay? 
if you have a neklitin, uh, which is the strong posted uh, teepee, then it's, it's only good below 10. If you have a kila, which is somewhere in between, it's okay even above 10. Kila is a two poster, but it's a less one. It's a chatanim one. It's, all, it's less, wow. less strong than the poster one. Right. Okay? Good. Are you allowed to have a what? After you pray? No. Okay. Rabbi Barabahuna says, you're allowed to sleep in a kila in a sukkah. So Ravuna is saying, you're allowed to sleep in it, even though it has a gag of a tefach, and even though it's ten tefachim tall. Now that we, no one, no one, so far, no one has ever said that before, because this got this has got two things wrong. Number one, it's got a, a tefach gag, and it's ten tefachim tall. How could anyone let this? Or says Kiman, which Tana could it go like? He says, whenever you have an ohel aray, which is a kila, is always an ohel aray. It's not not meant to stay there. It's doesn't come and get rid of your permanent structure, which is your sukkah. Now, you might wonder, what do you mean? Why is it a permanent structure? Sukkah has to be dirat aray. But we're talking about we're talking about according to this thing. In other words, the, the, the poster, the, the kilat chatanim is much more temporary than the sukkah, and therefore it doesn't get rid of your sukkah. Okay. How do we know this? We learned. The Mishnah says later on that we used to sleep under the bed in front of the zakinim, and they didn't say anything to us. There's a Mishnah in the second parak. So therefore you see, Ebuda holds that oil alai doesn't Take away the Ohel Keva. So the Gemara is asking a famous question, which we do with a lot of Amoraim, which is, uh, Rav Barav Huna is an Amora. Okay? And he's quoting, supposedly he's saying that you can sleep, in the, he's coming with this big rule, hey, guess what? You're not allowed to sleep in a, you're, you're allowed to sleep in a place that has a Gag, in a Kila that has a Gag, even if it's Tetzvah tall. Now, he's making it like he has some kind of Chidush. If in fact his whole thing is that we hold like a Buddha, so say so. Just say, Halakha Kribuda. So we lay Malakha Kribuda. Or says, Ia Malakha Kribuda. Hava Amina Mita Delegaba Suya. Aval Kila del Tuchasuya Emalo. Since the Mishnah of Rabbi Yehuda was only said in the case of a bed, a guy sleeping under a bed, and he wants to add a new Hadush of that you're allowed to sleep in a, in a kilat chatanim, a kilat chatanim in a way is worse than a bed. Why is it worse than a bed? Because a bed is made for the person on top of it. But the space under the bed is not the purpose of the bed. And therefore, that tent vachim space under the bed, even if it's tent vachim tall, is not, doesn't have chashivu, doesn't have strength. Because, so Rabbi Yudha might not if you just said halakha one might have thunk right he only mentioned the bed so one might have thunk that he only lets it in the bed because the bed is made for on top but kilat chatanim why do they put a a, a canopy above the chatanim bed because they want privacy 
right? So the Chatanaka want to feel like they're private inside that thing. So the way they do that is by putting candy. So the canopy is made for inside. One might have thunk that Yerudah did not does not allow such a thing. And therefore we specifically need to mention Rabbi Barahuna is saying a chidush because you wouldn't have figured that from Yerudah alone. Right? Uh, right? So the chidush of Rabbi is that Rabbi reason is is because uh, it's not because it's not because the bed is made for for underneath. That's not why it's okay. It's okay because never does a temporary structure get rid of a permanent structure of Yisukah. And therefore, whether it's a bed or whether it's a kilat chatanim, either way it's okay. That's Rabbi Abraham's Chiddush and we're to know that otherwise. So far, so clear. Welcome. Okay, new Mishnah. This is the one I was telling you in the car about. Okay? Hidle Aleata Geffen. If you had a sukkah without an iskach and you decide to hoist on it some grape, a grapevine while it's still attached to the ground. Grapevines are very, very long uh, trees that grow attached to the ground. It's actual wood. It's not, it's not like little vines. When you think of them as vines, they're actually pieces of wood. You could light your fire with it. But it grows long, and they're, they're kind of flexible. So you, you take this wood, and you put it over your sukkah. So now your sukkah is nice. But it's still attached. With the dilat, with the kisam, different types of woods. And you put it over the top. And you put skach on top of it. So if you put skach on top of it, so you have, let's say, grapevines. So you, you want to make a nice looking sukkah with the, the late, everyone wants the nicest sukkah with nice, nice decoration. So you say, you know something? I have these natural grapevines growing next to it. I'll ho- hoist the grapevines over. I'll have these beautiful grapevines on top of my thing. And I'll put bamboo on top of that. Sukkah is pasul. You have the grapevines there, it's pasul. But, if you put a lot more bamboo than grapevines, and this way the grapevines are batel in the in the bamboo, or shikitsan, or you cut them, kishira, then it's kosher. So if I cut the grapevines, it's kosher. Zeakla, this is the rule. Koshu mekabel tuma, anything that accepts tuma. And doesn't grow from the ground, you can't use it. But anything that doesn't accept tuma, and it grows from the ground, you can use it for skach. So the rules for using for skach is number one, can't accept tuma, even if it grew from the ground. Once you make a once you calify it, once you make a keli out of it, it's no good. So you take wood and you make a spoon out of it, you can't use that spoon as a skach, because you made a keli out of it, and it has to be able to grow from the ground. Okay? So far, so clear. Says the Gemara, Yativ Rav Yosef, Rav Yosef was sitting, Kamei Rav Huna in front of Huna, Yativ Rav Kamara, he said the following, O Shikitsan Kshira, he has a new thing, he says, O Shikitsan, if you chop it, it's kosher. What? It's a question, no? If you cut it, it's kosher? Is that what he's doing? Is that question you think? No, just quoting the Mishnah. 
Rav, but Rav, he says that that quote of Oshik Rav, Rav said about that, that you need to shake it. Which means if I put the skah up on the my the grapevine on my my sukkah, and I said, you know something, I'm gonna use it alone, but I'll just chop it off. Once I chop it, it becomes kosherified. No, it's not true. You also have to chop it and you have to shake it. When you shake it, then you kosherify it. But before you shake it, just chopping it is insufficient. That's the, that rule is Rav. Amal Rav Huna. So Rav Huna told him, Hashmuel Amra. So Rav Huna told of Yosef, what do you mean? That law you quoted was Rav or Shmuel. Okay? Adrina Rav Yosef Lapeh. So Rav Yosef turned his face away from Rav Huna. Okay? Va'amrila. And he said to him, did I tell you that Shmuel didn't say it? Uh, Rav said it and Shmuel said it. Just I just told you Rav said it. I didn't tell you that Shmuel didn't say it. You told me, oh, didn't Shmuel say that? Welcome, Albert. You tell me, you mind if we, we, we include the fellows on the... Okay? Why is our stand-up love? Yeah, we lost it. Someone ushered our... Uh... Real RP. Yeah. Yeah, special stamps. Okay. So Amr Rabbi Yosef, Hashmuel Amr, Shmuel said it. Adrino Rabbi Yosef Lape. Rabbi Yosef turned his face away, and he says, "Atu mi kumi adlo Amr Shmuel." Did I say Shmuel didn't say it? Amr Shmuel, Amr Rav ve'Amr Shmuel. Amr Rav Huna. So Rav Huna clarified what he meant. He says, "Hachi ka'amin alach." This is what I meant to tell you. Shmuel Amr ve'Lo Rav. It was specifically not Rav. When I told you, didn't Shmuel say it? You thought I was just asking, didn't Shmuel also say it? No, I meant Shmuel only said it. Rav would not say it. Why not? Why would Rav not say it? Because we have... We have statements showing that Shmuel cannot say it. Why? The Shmuel the Rav, because Rav lets... Rav would actually allow putting it up without shaking it. Oh, we have to. Hello. Hello. Sorry, Avi. Hello. We started without you. We didn't have a. Uh, we didn't have a, uh, a Zoom capability. We we just recorded it. So if you get the recording, the first uh, fourteen minutes are till 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 you get on. Okay. Okay, so now we're on the we're right past the Mishnah. So the, the Mishnah had said that if you put, um, listen to this, uh, Albert. We're just going to give a quick wrap up for you. Okay, the Mishnah had said that if you take attached um, branches and you put it over your sukkah, and then you cut it, it's kosher. Now Rav said, so Rav Huna claimed that Rav said that it's only kosher if after you cut it, you also shake it a little bit. But if you don't shake it a little bit, Rav's saying it's not kosher. Why do you need to shake it? Shaking it means, well, we're gonna, the Gemara is going to say why you need to shake it. But cutting it off from the ground, it I can't be attached. Attached is no kosher. Mm-hmm. But cutting it off should really be okay, the mission sounds like. But Rav is adding this extra restriction that has to be shooken. Mm-hmm. Then, the, then you, you got to run? Yeah, I have to run. I'll see you. So now, um, 
then uh, Rav Huna told Rav Yosef, who quoted Rav, he says, did Rav really say that? I thought that was Shmuel. He said, I didn't say it wasn't Shmuel. I just said, Rav said it. Maybe Shmuel said it too. He said, no, no. I meant only Shmuel and not Rav. He answered, no, I meant it can't be Rav. Why not? Kiha. The Rav Achshurim Achshur, because Rav actually lets it. Why? Kiha the Rav Amram Chasidah Rama Techelta Lepurzmal the Inche Bete. Okay. Here's a famous story. Now, we're going to make a connection, Avi, between the laws of Sisit and the laws of Sukkah. Now, Albert's looking at me like I'm crazy. Sisit, Sukkah, what connection? But it's, it's a very, very similar idea. Because the same way that by Sisit, mm-hmm. right, you could... You, Before we did something with Sisit. Oh, yeah? Here. In, in, in Sukkah? Yeah. Well, they, they want to say over here that same idea. Let's say you put the Sisit in the in the thing and then you cut them really you see it's supposed to be four strings that, that become like eight right it's four now what if the guy took one string doubled it up a bunch of times stuck it in wrapped made a whole cc out of it and then cut it right it's the same thing as same concept as putting your 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 skach on your sukkah and then cutting it off mm-hmm. same idea right Obviously, there's no difference between seat and sukkah. It's the same idea. You put it on, then you kosherify it. Is it kosher or not? Okay. This rabbi put his put on his wife and kids' clothes. He put seat. He held that they were chayav and seat. Talan He put it and he didn't he didn't cut the ends of them. He came in front of Barashi. Amalei told, Chibarashi told him, Hachi Amarav, Mefaskan Vehem Kshanim. Rav said you could just cut them and they're kosher. Alma, Paskinan, Zuhashetan. You see that cutting it is like making it. Hachanami, so too when it comes to Sukkah, Kitsitatan, cutting the grapevine off the ground, Zui Asiatan, that's making it. So the same way you call it an action, you call the cutting of the Sasit an action, Avi. You should say that the cutting of the tree off the ground should be an action to, to kosherify Yisuka. Right, you don't need to shake it. And you shouldn't need to shake it. So how could you say that Rav says you need to shake it? We see Rav allow the Sasit. Says Are you claiming that Shmuel disagrees with this? Because you were saying, no, that's Shmuel, not Rav. Shmuel also agrees. How do you see that? Didn't Shmuel say, Shmuel If a guy put onto two corners of a begging in one time, Again, don't ask me how you do this. You make a seat, but you have one long string that you put on two corners at one time. Then you cut the, 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 them into two, in the middle into two parts. Kishin the kosher. My love, we assume this is talking about, that you first tied up the whole seat, and then you cut them. Because Shmuel sounds like, now there's two ways, to, let's explain what's going on over here. Imagine you have, here's the two parts of the bacon, okay? Now, I have one hole over here and one hole over here. Amazing. 
Amazing what you have in this class. Wonderful. Very great. You see? You see this? You see? You see this? Okay? So you have two holes in the seat. Now, what this guy did is he put the two holes next to each other. Okay? Like this. And then he put one string in the two seat, in here and in here. Now, the case of Shmuel wasn't clear. Did he put it through both them and then tied each one and then cut it? Or did, did he just put it, slip it through both them and then cut it? So we're answering now, oh, he just slipped it through both of them and cut it. And therefore Shmuel really holds that it's no good if you tied it on. And the case here is that he just put it through and he cut it. Mara says, well, if he just put it through and cut it, of course it's good. Why should it be good? He didn't tie it yet. Why, why should it be no good? What's the havamina? What's the possibility that it could be no good if you didn't even tie it up yet? I just slipped it through. Says the Gemara. Lo, posek v'akal kosher. Posek v'akal kosher. My remember, what's the hadush? I said, no. Ma'u de tema, I would have thunk, turned to Yudalf Met. Ba'inin knaf b'shat patil. I need it to be one corner, not two corners, at the time when you wrap it. At the time when you put it through. Veleka, and it's no good, because over here you have, when you put it in, it was, it was in two. You might have thunk that you need that. Kamashmal, the chidush shmuel is no, it's okay in that situation. But doesn't mean that that you're allowed to tie it on. Shmuel holds by sukkah and by sisit that if you tied it up, you can't cut it afterwards. Tie it up, and, and if you put it on top of the sukkah, you can't cut it afterwards also. Good. Says the Gemara. May TV. We're going to have a question. This is on Rav. Again, Rav is the one who holds so far that you have to shake it. You don't have to shake it. I'm sorry. It says by Sisit. And if you put the put them in and you didn't cut the t- heads of it, Pesula, it Pasul. My love, let's assume this means Pesulin Le'olam. It means the Pasul forever. Even if you cut it, it's Pasul forever. Meaning you can't fix it. Meaning that even if you cut the bottoms and made them into two, it's not unfixable because you have to untie and take it off. To you, to the Rav, to knock off on Rav. Mar says, no, Amalach Rav. My Pesulin, Pesulin, Achir Siku. No. Rav will tell you when it says pisulin, it means pisulin until you cut it. But once you cut it, it's fine. Cutting it, like Rav says, cutting it is asiyatam and it doesn't need shaking. Or it doesn't need, in the, in the case of seat, it doesn't need re tying. Shmuel Amar, Shmuel will look at the same bracket and say, pisulin lam means pasul leolam. Vechen Amar Levi, pisulin leolam. Vechen Amar Matna, Amar Shmuel pisulin leolam. All these rabbis are saying it. No, you misunderstood the bracket, it means pasul leolam, not like Rav. Again, Rav is saying that it's pasul until you cut it. Once you cut it, it's okay. It doesn't need re-stringing. And Shmuel and Relevi and Ramatna are all saying that it needs to be re-shrunk. Ikeda Amri, others say, It happened to me once that I actually did it and I realized they were still attached and I brought the begging in front of Shmuel and Shmuel said, it was Pasul forever. You have to read, you have to read, redo the whole thing. Okay. Now, till now, we don't have any bright dot going either way that, w- that, that could only go one direction. But now we're gonna, the Gemara is going to bring two bright dot that seemingly are big, big questions on Rav. Again, Rav is the one who says what, Avi? You can cut it. Correct. Thank you. Just making sure you're still up over there. You look like you're sleeping. 
says the Gemara. Meitivi. We have a, we have a, we have a question from a Brayta. Talan, if you hung them, ve'achakach pasak rashech hutin shalem. If you hung them and then you cut the edges of it, pesulin. It's pasul. So it sounds like after you cut it, it's still pasul. That's a question on Rav. Ve'od another question. Tani, we learned in the Brayta legabe sukkah by sukkah. It says tase. Chag sukot tase lecha. A holiday sukot you should make for yourself. Tase, make it. It shouldn't be made already. From here we learn. He'd led led the gift. And if I, if I hoisted on my sukkah a grapevine, with the dalat or a squash plant, with the kisam or another uh, type of plant, put skach on top of them. Pisulat pasul. What's the case? If the case is that I didn't cut it, why would they say it's pasul? Because you you have to you have to make the sukkah. It can't be made already. It's pasul because you're using non-kosher skach. We wouldn't say because of tasev lo menasui. Ella bekitzan must be that you already cut them. Vekatani pesula and it still says pesula. Shema mine the law mine kitzanzui asiatan. Do you have to the rav? It's a question on rav. You see over here, right? You see over here that you don't say that cutting it is enough because if cutting it was enough. Right, it would not be okay in this. Then, then we wouldn't say it's pasul. We'd say it's fine. So we have double question on Rab. We have a question from Sisit and a question from Sukkah. Amalach Rab, Rab from Adelu, Hachamai Skinin, the Shlufini Shlufi, the Lominkra Asiyadidu. The case is you did cut it off, but you left it attached at the spot. Where it was in the ground, which means the guy took a Cut the wrong saw. Spot. No, again, the case is I have my sukkah, right, and I throw on top of the sukkah my 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 long thing. Now I cut it over here off the ground, but I didn't move it from where it's attached, so it still looks like it's attached because it's right next to each other. Mm-hmm. And therefore, that in that case, there's a problem of ta'asev So it doesn't because it's not obvious that you cut it. People will think that you didn't call it. Right. Think it's exactly. Mikomakom says, but we still have a question from the Sisit. Kashi the Rav, it's still a question on Rav. Morris says, you're right. Kashi, it's still a question on Rav. The Sisit part is still a question on Rav. We can't answer that part. We only answer the question of the Sukkah, but we can't answer the question of Sisit. End up, Rav ends up with a big problem. Mm. Now, the Gemara wants to say now, Lema Kitanai. Now, I'm not sure if this is an answer. Now, Avi's looking at me funny because he's saying, Lema Kitanai is never an answer. Lema Kitanai always says, maybe the machloka between, let's say, two Amorim, Rav and Shmuel, is like a machloka between two other Tanaim. But here, we left off Rav in trouble because Rav. We, we were able to scooch out of the question from the sukkah, but we weren't able to scooch out of the question from the sisit. But if we say it's a machloket tanaim, instead of just being, therefore Rav could say, you have a question on me from that brighter? Guess what? That brighter is the tana, it doesn't go like me. I go like the other tana. So if we lay tanai, this will actually be an answer in my opinion. Okay? So it says the Gemara, lay let's assume we're going like a 
Let's say it's a machloket tanaim. Why? Because it says the following. Avar v'liktan. If a guy sinned, we're talking about a case of a hadas. Now, the rule about hadas, hadasima, is that sometimes hadasim have berries. Yeah. Sometimes the hadasim have berries. And the rule is you're allowed to have berries so long as your berries do not have, you don't have more berries than you have leaves. Welcome, Dave. You don't have more berries than leaves. So since, if you have more berries than leaves, then it's a problem. If you have, if you have more leaves than berries, it's okay. So what happens? It says, now, you're not, the rule is that you're not allowed to take off the berries on Yom Tov. Because if you take off the berries on Yom Tov, let's say you have, uh, you count your leaves, you have 100 leaves, and you have 120 berries. You're not allowed to take off the 25 berries on Yom Tov because then you're kosherifying your hadas on Yom Tov, which is not allowed. Mm. Okay. So, let's say a guy took it off on Yom Tov. Pasul, it's still Pasul. Savura, now we're trying to understand what's this machloket. The machloket, whether or not you, again, the guy wasn't supposed to, but he took off the berries. Why does one rabbi say it's kosher and the other rabbi says not? Savura, we thought. Tikula alma, everyone holds lulav tzarich eged. A lulav needs to be tied, and you must tie the hadasim and aravot to your lulav. That's what we thought, right? Vialfinan lulav misuka, and you learn lulav from sukkah. Diktiv by sukkah. By sukkah it says taaseh. You have to make it. You can't have it done. And therefore, my love, Bahakavafri, demand the Machshir Savan, Amin Gabisukaki Sanzui Asiatan, Gabulav Nami Amin Likitanzui Asiatan, Uman de Basil Savan, Lormin is Gabisukazi Sanzui Asiatan, Vigabulav Nami Lormin Likitanzui Asiatan. Let me explain what this means. Okay? Um, we're assuming over here that both rabbis agree that you must tie your Hadassim and your Arabotu. And both rabbis agree. That we learn from the from sukkah to lulav, that by just like by sukkah it says tase, you have to make it, can't be made already, can't be made and put it there. So too by, in other words, by sukkah when you throw, what let's say you throw your uh, attached stuff onto the sukkah and you chop it, is a problem of you have to make the sukkah and you, now it was made already and you cut it off. The lulav, you don't make it. So now so and the and the is machloket is by by sukkah is that. When you chop the bottom, is that called making it? Do we say chopping is an action? And that, that makes it that you made the sukkah, and it's no problem with taseh. If so, by lulav also, when I, when I put my hadas on my bunch with the berries on, and then I pull it off, that pulling off of the berries is called making it. You got it? Mm-hmm. And therefore, the same rabbi... Who will uh, the rab the rabbi who lets chopping rav who lets chopping off will allow pulling off the berries? Not allow. He's not allowed to do it. But if you did it, it'll be kosher. And and Shmuel who doesn't allow chopping because he needs an actual action, needs shaking. He'll be the one who'll say that if you pull off the berries, also no good because tasev Because both of them are agreeing to two factors. Number one, the comparison between lulav and sukkah. And number two, that a lulav needs tying. Okay? Avi, are you lost? 
Okay. This was a little hard point. Let's get it clear. We have a... We're trying to make a machloket Rav and Shmuel like the machloket Tanaim. Again, Rav says that if you chop, the chopping is good. That, that, that kosher fires the sukkah. Shmuel says you have to shake. Okay? We want to connect it to a machloket Tanaim about a lulav. You have a guy with a lulav and he's got hadasim. And he puts the hadasim in, but his hadasim have too many berries. And therefore the hadas happens to be pasul, but it's a fixable pasul, because if you pluck the berries, it's kosher. But he neglects to pluck the berries till the holiday starts. And he's got his, he comes to shul, it's the morning of uh, Sukkot, and he's got berries all over his thing. He walks to shul, the rabbi says, well, you got berries on your thing, get out of here. You can't use, you can't use, oh man, I spent so much of my love, I can't believe this, they ripped me off. Okay, he puts it down, and sure enough, his little kid decides to get into a berry fight with his friend, and his kid plucks off 25 berries on Yom Tov. Now he comes back to the rabbi and says, ah, is it kosher now? So machlok in the Mishnah. One rabbi says, it's kosher, the other rabbi says not. Now we want to presume that that same machloka, whether it's kosher or not, is going to be connected to our machloka, Rav and Shmuel, about the grapevine on the sukkah. What connection? Just like the grapevine on the sukkah. When you put it off, put it on, and then you cut it. Rav said the cutting is an action, and that made it that you made it, and therefore it's kosher. And Shmuel says the cutting is not an action, and therefore you didn't make it, and therefore it's not kosher. So too, plucking off berries, is that called an action? Everyone agrees that you have to tie up your lulav. Everyone agrees that you connect lulav and sukkah. The machloket is, is plucking off berries in action? If so, that's what, that's what Rav will say. And that's what one of these Tanaim in the Mishnah will say. Uh, Tanakam, I think. That, no, no, Rav Shimon will say that's an action. Chachamim will say it's, it's an action, it's kosher. And Rav Shimon will say it's pasul, like, like Shmuel who needs a shaking. Why is it not an action? What's the tie that it's not an action? Welcome, Ivan. Why would it not be an action? So over here, the reason why it would not be an action is because does the action have to be a visible nikar action or not? In other words, here you just did a cutting, but you but, but the, the the placing on the sukkah was done when it was still no good. So you, there wasn't an action. There was nikar in the sukkah. Does that have to be nikar in the sukkah, or it could be done even off the sukkah when you chop the vine at the base? The sukkah stay the same. The action. Let's do a ma'isa on the sukkah. Maybe? That's the question. Is ma'isa have to be done to the skach, or the ma'isa can be done to the sukkah? Understand? You have it, to put. You have to put kosher skach on the sukkah. Right. Maybe. No, no. When when you put the skach on the sukkah, uh, put it, you want me to put it in exact words? When you put the skach, do you have to make an action? According to Rav, you don't have to make an action on the sukkah. I can make an action to the skach alone, even though the sukkah didn't move, and it's still fine. Shmuel says the, the, the action has to be on the sukkah itself, and it has to be a shaking on the sukkah, because then you can see an action in the sukkah. Fair? Good. We have a lot that he doesn't accept things. Okay. You ready? Yeah. So he says, No. 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 The cool almond, no. Really, everybody holds. Everyone agrees that chopping isn't called making it. So then, why are we allow? What's the so? What's the machloket by shaking lulav? The machloket is whether you connect lulav to sukkah. 
Man savar, the one who says it's kosher holds, lo yalfinu lav misukah. We don't learn lav misukah. And therefore, just because sukah needs ta'asev lo menasui, na'ulav doesn't. And therefore, it's okay over here. Uman de basil, the one who says basul, savar, he holds, yalfinu lav misukah. We do learn lav misukah. And that's why he says basul. So you, you, don't, you have no right to connect Rav and Shmuel's machloka to this. It could be machloka in the, in the Brayta is about whether you learn the lav from sukkah. Oh, you found it. Awesome. Okay. Where did you find it? Okay, awesome. Thank you, Alan. Perfect. Okay. V'ibayit ema, and if I want, I can tell you another answer. Is, right. Isviralan lulav tzich egod kul amalopligi delfin lulav masukah. Had we held that lulav needs to be tied, everyone agreed that everyone, everyone would agree that you learned lulav from sukkah. Here, here's the argument. More savad sarich eged. More savad sarich eged. The machloket is whether or not lulav needs tying, and therefore, if lulav doesn't need tying, then you're allowed to pull it off anyway because it didn't have to be in the sukkah. Because the tying, you have to understand, Avi, the tying of your lulav is like you're putting. The vine on Yisuka. When the vine's on Yisuka, you did an action to Yisuka. And then chopping off might be an action or not. Mm. But the tie, and the tying up of the, of the thing well. also is when you put it on your bunch and then you're pulling it out, it's too late. But, but if you don't need tying, then it never really needs to be on the bunch. And therefore, pulling off the things does not ruin it because it, was, it never needed tying. Why and, can't the action be the shaking? He's saying even after it's on, uh-huh. because you, 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 what, what you saying nowadays when you get a lulav, somebody ties it for you and then you get it. I understand, but it. does it need the tying? If it needs tying, then the tying becomes like putting it on your sukkah. Oh. It's an action of putting it on your sukkah, and if your hole doesn't need tying, then it's okay to pull it off before him because it needs tying. Now, where do you see a machloket about whether or not it needs tying? It goes with the machloket of the following tanaim. The tanaim is we learned in the brayta. Lulav, one tana says, Lulav ben agur ben shein agur is kosher if it's tied or not tied. So let's say it happens sometimes in my family that you have kids who spend a long time buying a lulav and a trog, and then in Sukkot they're busy running around with their friends, and they come to they come to to, to the holiday of Sukkot, and they didn't tie the lulav yet, mm. right? Now they come in, oh, I didn't tie you. Am I allowed to shake it untied? So the Gemara says, love, ben egur, ben shenigur. Either way, it's kosher. That's Tanakama. Ridamar, agur kasher, and agur pasul. Okay, so Ridah holds, it has to be tied. Says the my Tanakama, Ridah, what's Ridah's reason? Yalif, the kichal, the kicham, the gozat is off. He makes a connection from agudat is off. Okay. When the Jews were in Mitzrayim, they had to make a korban pesach, and they had to take a a bundle of aguda, a tie of of ezov, of hyssop leaves, and they had to use it to put the blood on the doorposts. Okay. Okay. Now it says ktiv hatam ulukachtem aguda ezov. It says you should take a aguda or tied up hyssop leaves. Ktiv hatam. It says over here ulukachtem lachem biyom arishon b'yetz hadar. It says over here you have to take on the first day a etrog. Malan, just like by, by Mitzrayim. Aguda had to be tied. Afkan ba'aguda. Nam ba'aguda. So too, when it comes to love, it has to be tied. So Yuda makes a gzera sheva likicha likicha from the, the, the hyssop branches. Okay? 
They don't learn the Gzah Shavah. Okay? They don't learn the and therefore they hold that it's okay if it's not tied. If you love it's not tied, they hold it's okay because they don't make the Gzah Shavah. Says the Gemara, So then who does it go with this Brighta? The Tanya learns, Lulav mitzvah lo'ogdo. It says, Lulav is a mitzvah to tie it. Ilo'ogdo, and if you didn't tie it, it's kasher. Who does that go like? If you didn't tie it, it's, kosh- it's kasher. It's a mitzvah to do it, and if you don't tie it, it's kosher. So Mara says, Ir b'yudah, kilo'ogdan amai kasher. If it's b'yudah who learns the shava, then it's not kosher if you don't tie it. Ir abanan. Ir abanan, amai mitzvah, so why it's a mitzvah? And we're saying the monoshah. Rabbi Yudah has Gzera Shavah. He says it must be tied. Okay? Rabbanan do not have Gzera Shavah. They should not have a mitzvah at all to tie it. So why should the bride say it's a mitzvah to tie it? Mitzvah to tie it, but if it's not kosher, it fits like nobody. If you say Rabbanan, there's no mitzvah. And if you say it's Rabbi Yudah, it's not kosher otherwise. Says the Gemara, Le'olam Rabbananhu. Really, it is Rabbanan. Really, we go, it's Rabbanan. But since it says, This is my God, and I will glorify him. From here, we learn that all mitzvot should be done in a beautiful way. And therefore, the Rabbanan hold there is no Gzera Shavah. But they say it's a mitzvah to tie it, not because of Gzera Shavah, just because you want to beautify your mitzvah. And Alulav, when you just grab a bunch of Hadassim, it's not Zekeliva and Vehu. And therefore, you. It's not as nice in the rabbis, it's a mitzvah to tie it, but you still use it with that. Okay? Okay, do we have time to do a little more? I really wanted to get get to the Mishnah today, but I started like, let's see if we can. Uh, what time is it? Okay, guys, we are still still behind, but is that the Shem tomorrow? We'll do more. Sorry.